My dad's here. He's 80. Well, how old are you now, Dad? You're 85. It's a miracle. He's made it to another, another Father's Day, and there, there is a miracle story behind uh, uh, behind that. But because it's Father's Day, I thought I've got to start with some dad jokes. We that's uh, very. Um, Important. I have to put you through that. It is a compulsory thing that we must uh, uh, must do. But here, here we go. I, I turn to the person next to you and say, "I love dad jokes." I just, I, I, I know you do. I know that's why I thought, right? I'll, I'll bring them. So I went to the beekeeper to get twelve bees. He counted them up and gave me thirteen. I said, "Sir, you gave me one extra." He said, "That's a freebie." <laughs> I saw a microbiologist today. He was much bigger than I expected. <laughs> I, I was reading these the other day, and I could not breathe on the couch. I was laughing uh, so, so much. Ruben filmed me and put it on Instagram while I was, while I was practically choking. A friend of mine named his dog Five Miles so he could tell everybody he walked five miles. Unfortunately, yesterday he ran over five miles. <laughs> if you don't know what to talk about on your first date, talk about global warming. It's a great icebreaker. <laughs> My wife says I have two major faults. Number one, I don't listen to her. Number two was, I don't know, something else. My friend said that he's a compulsive liar. I don't believe him. Yesterday I was washing the car with my son. He said to me, Dad, can you just use a sponge? <laughs> so you know he's washing the car with his son. That's a good one. That's a good one. I've got a long joke here today. This is not a father's joke. See, somebody's leaving already. They're upset. I'm sorry, Kester, please come back. Um, an elderly Irish man lay dying on his bed. While suffering the agonies of impending death, he suddenly smelled the aroma of his favorite baked scones. Scones. <laughs> we don't know what scones are, but we know what scones are. He smelled the aroma of his favorite baked scones. Wafting up the stairs, he gathered his remaining strength and lifted himself from the bed. Leaning against the wall, he slowly made his way down out of the bedroom, and with even greater effort, gripping the railing with both hands, he crawled downstairs. With labored breath, he leaned against the doorframe, gazing into the kitchen. Were it not for death's agony, he would have thought himself already in heaven. For there, spread out upon wax paper, on the kitchen table were dozens of his favorite scones. Was it heaven? Or was this one final act of a heroic love from his devoted Irish wife of 60 years, seeing to it that he left this world a happy man? Mustering one great effort, he threw himself towards the table, landing on his knees in a rumpled posture. His parched lips parted. He could almost taste the date scone before it was in his mouth, seemingly bringing him back to life, the aged and withered hand trembled on its way to the nearest scone at the edge of the table. When his hand was suddenly smacked with a spatula, buzz off, she said, that's for the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Father's Day uh, to all the dads. To every dad here today, to every granddad, to every great granddad, 
we celebrate you. To every dad here today, I want to say don't let the devil cause you to doubt or underestimate the difference you make. Dads, I want to say to you today, you matter. As I was preparing this week, I was wondering what scripture or biblical text I should use for today. And on the morning that I was mulling that over, I was reading Proverbs. I just make it a habit to read one proverb every day. You know, there's 31 proverbs, so one proverb for, for one chapter of Proverbs each, each day. And on that day, I was reading chapter 30. It was the 30th, so that's what I was reading. And as I was reading and mulling over this question, I came across this passage in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17. As I was thinking, what, shall, what passage shall I use today? And it says this. It says, the eye that mocks his father, just some light reading today. The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother. The ravens of the valley will pick it out and the young eagles will eat it. I thought that's a great man passage right there. I, just, I was just like... I, I was like, that, that's a man passage right there. And all the fathers said, amen. It's like, it's like, don't mess with me. You know, as a man, I, I like that kind of scripture. I'm not saying we're going to teach the kids that as a memory verse. <laughs> Danica's not going to teach that in uh, uh, and, and, and kids' church. I, I mean, some of you might be going, she should. <laughs> you don't know my kids. You know, as a man, I like that kind of scripture. It's, it, it's probably not the scripture Anita would pick if I said to her, what scripture shall I use for, for today? That's, that, that's not the scripture Anita would probably pick. Because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a man scripture. And I don't know why, but when I read that, I go, yeah, that just sort of resonates. Why? Because I'm a man. I'm, I, I am. I am a man. And men, husbands, why, do I, why does that resonate? Because we're different. All right. Quiet on the cheap seats. Because I'm a man and men, husbands, fathers are just different. I, I, I'm not saying better. I, I, I'm just saying, oh, man. I'm, I, I'm not saying better. I, I'm just saying men are different, although, although the world out there, although the world out there does seem to be saying that men do make better women. We're smashing it in women's swimming, weightlifting, beauty contests, women's sportswear. We're on the cover of Vogue, Glamour, and Cosmopolitan. Have I gone too far? I digress. You see, but I'm old school. I'm, I'm still reading men are from Mars and women are from Venus. And men and women, we're, we're, we're not the same. We're, we're different. In fact, I'm not just old school. That's Bible. Thank you for the three who amen and this many. I said, that's Bible. Amen. Men, husband, fathers, we're, we're just made different, not better. Just different. And, and it's true. We need to... I think in today's age, we need to celebrate and recognize those differences. 
As men, husbands, fathers, we bring different things to the table. I was reading some material this week that was sent to us. and It was called Why Fathers Matter. And it was really a collection or a summation of some highlights and learnings gleaned over 50 years of intensive research. And it starts actually off with the, with the word fathers matter, dads matter, because they are different. Dads are different. Men are different. You know, we, men and women, we can, we can say the same thing, but it can mean something completely different. If Anita says she has nothing to wear, it means something completely different to if I say I've got nothing to wear. Amen. If Anita says, if Anita says she has nothing to wear, what she is meaning, I've got nothing new to wear. If I say I've got nothing to wear, I'm going because there's nothing clean <laughs> to wear. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's. Oh, yeah, boy, that's gonna, that's gonna, it's gonna be a long night on the couch. I don't care, but I'm doing it for you, men. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I was glad I won. That was not fixed, by the way. I've never won anything. I had no idea I was gonna get through. I couldn't believe it when I was up here. I was like, wow, that's quite emotional. That's the first thing I've sort of, sort of won. But men and husbands and dads are different. Of course, I always like to throw in my joke I say every year. You know, when Anita's like, oh, she comes into the room, are those your undies? I'm like, if they're not, whose are they? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I just walk. It's called a floor closet. Anybody else got a floor closet? Just uh... Men, husbands, dads are different. And the truth is no society can truly thrive without as many fathers as possible being involved in the lives of their children. And that's just not a nice... Not <laughs> nice. That's just not a nice thing to say on Father's Day to make dads feel better, that's what the overwhelming weight of research reveals. No society can truly thrive without as many fathers as possible being involved in the lives of their children. Dads, you matter. However, the role and importance of father, of a father, is continually undermined and undervalued in today's culture. In the early 1970s, when Professor Michael Lamb of Yale University noted in a prestigious research journal that fathers are, this is what he said, the, the forgotten contributors to child development. He lamented that devaluing the, father, the father's role in the lives of children is nothing short of disturbing. And if that was in the 1970s, if that was true then, it is certainly true now, and in my opinion, has only gotten worse. Masculinity is often labeled as toxic, men in leadership, the evil, oppressive patriarchy. 
journalist and conservative commentator Ali Stuckey said this, the devaluation of masculinity won't end well because feminine passive men don't stop evil. Passive men don't defend, protect, or provide. Passive men don't lead. Passive men don't do the things we have always needed men to do for society to thrive. The world needs men. We're necessary. The world needs good men, strong men, men who are not afraid to lead or step up or stand out. And better men make better husbands and better fathers. To every dad hearing this today, you are needed. To every dad, father, Grandfather here today, to, to, to every single father, maybe you've been through some difficult times, maybe you've been through a divorce. Don't let the devil cause you to doubt the role that you can play in your child's life. To every single father, maybe you've been through rough times, but I want to tell you, you matter your kids need you in your lives, in their lives. And of course, if you, before someone sends me a letter, I'm not talking about some deadbeat dad who, who's violent or abusive or just a jerk. I hope you would let common sense prevail. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you are here today and, and maybe you regard yourself as a deadbeat man, a dad, then change. Turn your life around. Give your life to Christ. Allow him to change you. Hope is not lost. Allow God to work in your life to, 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 and desire. And help, allow him to change the trajectory of your life. Don't just sit there and case sarah, sarah, whatever will be. Change. You're a man, so be one. You're a father, so be one. The world needs you. Your family needs you. The truth is today, many dads don't feel good enough. And that's why I need to say, dads, you matter. Your contribution matters. You can make a substantial difference because you're different. And again, that's not just a nice thing to say on Father's Day. That's what the overwhelming amount of research reveals. Can I say, it's important that dads don't just understand that. It's not, it's not just important that dads get this. But it's also important that mums, grandparents, teachers, politicians and policy makers, clergy, police, pediatricians and government bodies, it's important that they understand that. They need to know why and how fathers matter. Not just in the lives of their family, but in society itself. And so I want every boy, man, husband and father and grandfather here today to understand and know that you have an amazing contribution to make, not just to your family, but to society. The late, great Billy Graham said, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. So what's the dad difference? 
Here's what the research revealed, 50 years, and I'm, I'm only scratching the surface today. I'm only giving you a few sound bites of what the research reveals. So the first one, talking about the differences between mums and dads. Number one, fathers are more orientated toward the world. Researchers found that one parent, usually mom, is more likely to protect the child from the challenges and dangers of the world. And this is good, this is good. While dads, well, they're more likely to prepare the child for such challenges. Both are good and both are needed, but fathers would tend to prepare their children for the world rather than protect them. Scholar Eric Form, who was a founding theorist in human development, observed this, and I quote, fathers are the ones who show the child the road to the world the world of thought, of man-made things, of law and order, of discipline, of travel and adventure. Someone said, it's like fathers serve as their child's bridge to the world. You know, when our kids were growing up and we were going on some adventure or some holiday, I I can assure you, I wasn't the one following Anita, reminding her, hey, honey, (laughs) don't let the kids climb too high, don't let the kids get too near the it wasn't me following Anita saying those kind uh, uh, of things. Don't let them climb too high or go near that edge or, or don't let them wander off. It wasn't me following Anita saying that. No, she was following that. Don't let them go near the edge. See, dads are more likely to explore the world with their children. They are, they are certainly concerned with their safety. But rather than keeping their child from challenging experiences and situations, dads are more likely to prepare them for those. That's what dads do. The bully at school, mum may say, stay away, avoid them, go on the other side of the road. My mums are more likely to say, say they've got to be careful, we're online. Dads are more likely to show you where you can precisely kick. <laughs> they, they, they will show you where a precisely placed kick could change the outcome dramatically. My father, even today, will, will show us he things he does. I don't know whatever that thing is with your fingers. He just can. My dad, as we were growing up, he was our wrestling coach and um, like I, I was a wrestler, you know it, right? I was third in New Zealand. Yeah, there was only three in the competition and I lost, but I was still third, okay? But my dad would show us all, all the time different things. Just take your finger. I, I remember my dad, and this is before Christian, after, uh, Christian, before he was a Christian, but I wouldn't have minded if he'd done it after he was a Christian. But he had a shop on the street. You, you remember that story? He had a shop on, uh, on the main road in the old brazier building there, an old antique shop. He used to sell, sell militaria there. And so, so people would come in and, and buy it. And one, one day some skinheads came in. And I'm going to, I don't know if they're British, but the story's way better if it's British. <laughs> so that's just, you know, it makes it better. Anyway, they came in and they said they grabbed one of the bayonets dad had. And they said, what will you do? Go on, what will you do if we took one of these bayonets and said, you give us all your money? So my father said, he's from Liverpool, my father said, 
I'll do this. Got him down the ground, turned the bayonet on, and he said, I'd shove this through your throat. That's My dad's cool. So I'm telling you, I used to say, he's getting a little old now. I used to say, I'm, 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 I'm telling you this. So you don't mess with my dad, and you also don't mess with me. Come on, because my, my dad will, because I'll tell my dad. But dad's still doing, he's 80, 85 now, he's still doing self-defense. He goes up to, every Friday, Blair, I think, takes it, and he goes up there and is teaching people self-defense and all, all that kind of thing. But dad still does that. He, he, he'll just, just yeah, this is how you hit them. <laughs> just poke the eyes, eyes. <laughs> Mothers protect, fathers prepare. That leads me to point number two of my 14 points. No, I've only got two. Okay, let me give it a couple. Fathers play different. Here's the second thing the research reveals. Fathers play different. In fact, the report says fathers play rough and it's good. And it's true. I was thinking about this even as I read that. I was thinking about this. This week, we, we were looking after the grandkids, and, and, and I want to tell you, as we walk into the grandkids, Anita is not the one who walks in and goes, she, she doesn't do that. She's like, you want a biscuit? I've got some biscuits. You want a cuddle? I just come in and go, and then Anna straight away is like, pillow fight, pillow fight, pillow fight, and then we're, 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 we're fighting. I've never seen Anita rolling all around all over the floor. It's not saying that you can't do it. I'm uh, like I say, I'm not not saying, but it, but it's, it's it's father fathers who more likely to do that, and that's what the research shows. Uh, fathers as as male parents create play experiences with their sons and daughters that mothers are just not as inclined to provide. Scholars have found that universally, only about four percent of mother infant play is rough and tumble, geared towards the child. Getting the child to laugh boisterously or wiggle around excitingly and use their whole body in play. That's, that's dad's arena. A dramatic and common example is this, when babies and toddlers are tossed up into the air. You can hear all the mothers going, ah. all the dads are going, yeah. Tossed up into the air. It happens in all cultures of the world. When you see the baby fly up into the air, it will most likely be a father <laughs> or grandfather doing the launching. Mothers, not so much. When the baby first goes up into the air, what is its reaction? Its eyes get big, gasps for breath, and looks scared to death. This, is, this tends to delight the dad and freak out the mom. This is research, people, and freak out the mom. But just as quickly as fear grips the child, gravity does its thing and he comes back down to earth into daddy's safe and secure hands. In that moment, the child's reaction, immediate reaction, and we all know what it is, it is not, don't you ever do that again, that's usually mum. The child's reaction, if it can speak, is usually going, again, again, again. That's what we like to think anyway when we're trying <laughs> It's quite fun. It's dad's way of play with his children. It, it provides diversity of experiences that mums are not as likely to give. Hang on, dad. Just, I'll tell you when to start. 
Now, these experiences are not only fun and thrilling. They actually achieve a lot of things. They build confidence, balance, strength. They tell the child that, yes, the world can be a scary place, but reasonable chance-taking can be very rewarding. That's what it teaches the kids. Dad and play helps his kids gain the confidence to take measured risks. Every healthy, thriving person needs this ability. Such play develops some motor skills. Fathers are, speaking of motors, we've got the Mustang out there. Just that's not motor skills. But he's, I tell you what, Dave's got some skills. He came up here and he, he parked his Mustang. He's like, I'll just show you the Mustang. Oh, yeah, that looks good. Give it a clean, though, Dave. He cleaned it up. It's looking amazing. And then I said, I just want to hear it as it goes out. And so Dave gets, it, gets in his car, so you'll hear it. He's like, and he goes out, he's just going to, you can see the tire marks actually on the, because then Dave at the church, as he leaves the church, goes, Dave, don't do that again. <laughs> it was cool, but don't do it again. <laughs> How many think Dave should do it? No, no, <laughs> don't do it, Dave, don't do it, don't do it. But fathers are more likely to encourage group play, getting several children together and and compete as a team. Fathers are more likely to do that. And of course, this instills skills and discipline needed to to work together. So research reveals that fathers are a very powerful and influential, are very powerful and influential teachers and their classroom is most often play. And of course, Reuben and I, we, we're, you're not Reuben, you're, you're Mason, uh, but I can probably still beat you. But uh, Reuben, Reuben and I still wrestle. In fact, we wrestled a few weeks ago in Shane and Danica's new lounge. Um, didn't break anything, but he, he was like, come on, let's, let's wrestle. But I, I just want to say, he was unable to beat me. There will come a day, but it is not this day <laughs> where he'll be able to do that. But this is what, what, what fathers do. And to be honest, we don't need scholars to tell us this. We know it. Number three, dad enriches communication. A leading group of child development experts tells us that fathers' engagement directly affects children's linguistic literacy and cognitive abilities. <laughs> Those are some big fancy words right there. Professor Lamp from Yale University adds, fathers use more directives Requests for the clarification. They give more requests for clarification. They ask more what questions. What, why, when, where. They reference past events. They, 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 they are non-direct. They're, they're different. They give, give non-direct utterances, more non-direct utterances than mothers do. And what does that do? Well, it stretches the child. Fathers also have a tendency to ask, more clarification, uh, ask for more clarification of statements or requests made by the child. This helps the child realize the necessity of clarifying what they say while providing the opportunity to practice doing so along with the patience to not get frustrated in the process. Dads are far more likely to make problem-solving demands of their children than mothers, quizzing them on various things they experience during the day. There's so many other things in this report, but we don't have time for, uh, to share all of them today. But in this report, I've, I just want you to know, Dad, you matter. The evidence is clear that the dad difference is real. Dads matter. 
The report says to assume that a father's contribution is not essential or easily replaced by someone else regardless of gender is to demonstrate a woeful lack of understanding and is to fail to appreciate just how sophisticated and critical a creature the male parent is. To reduce dads to some type of stereotype is to ignore 50 years of powerful and definitive scientific research. The data shows in countless layers how richly dad enhances the life, experience, and development of his sons and daughters from birth to adulthood. Professor of Human Development at Pennsylvania State University, David Edgebean, said this, The evidence is in and it's clear that fathers do matter for the lives of their children. Hundreds of studies over the past decades have consistently demonstrated that fathers have a measurable impact on their children. Father's Day is more than a sentimental ceremony of cards and gifts. It's a celebration of one of our world's most important renewable resources. We read Proverbs 30 verse 17, the eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother. The ravens of the valley will pick it out and the young eagles will eat it. Ouch. However, verse 17 was not the first verse on fathers in Proverbs 30 that, shall I say, caught my eye. Did you get that? Yeah. Rather, it was verse 11 through 13. It says this. Listen. There is a generation that curses its father and mother and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes. We live in a day and in a time among a generation that seeks to undervalue and undermine the role of fathers and mothers in society, relentlessly even seeking to destroy, even eradicate the very daily use of the words father and mother in education and government, even in some so-called churches. In fact, we are among a generation that desires to not just stop their use, but even to eradicate the very words father and mother themselves from all language and from all speech. And the proverb says, such a generation is pure in its own eyes as they seek to please today's culture, gods of, of inclusion and diversity, to whom they say we all must bow. I refuse to do so. We would do well to make sure we live in a community which honors fathers and mothers and celebrate the divinely given differences. But to every father, I say today, you have so much to offer, so much to give. You need to know that you make such a difference in your children's lives. You matter and your children need you. Your grandchildren need you. Society needs you. And I want to say, don't default to average. Don't back down. Step up. Stand up. Step into what God has designed you to be, for you are awesome. Can we give all the dads? You can play. Would you stand just as we close? Hallelujah. Friend, if you are a man here today, or anybody actually, man, woman, whatever, and you know you've got to change, you know you've got to step it up in your role, can I encourage you, give your life to Christ. 
allow God to do it. It's hard to do it. You, you might say, man, man I, I just need to change and then I'll follow God. No, no, follow God and He will change you. He will change you. Well, you've got to submit your life to Him and allow Him to be the King of it. Stop being the King of your own life and allow God to be the King of your life. Allow Him to change the trajectory. Don't worry, so many, so many, can I just say men, so many men focus on results don't focus on results. You keep, if we keep mucking up, focus on your trajectory, where you're heading. Just get, you, you fall down, get back up and keep going. Focus on the trajectory of your life. But God, we just thank you today for every father again in this place. Father, we come to you today in great need of you. You are our heavenly father. Our father that art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Give every dad today strength. Give every dad today grace. Let them feel encouraged and strengthened. Not with a just nice feeling of words, but that research backed that they matter, that they can make a difference, and that they're awesome. Father, we ask this today. In Jesus' name, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you, especially the dads today, peace. And everybody said, amen. So there's a photo booth here just before the photo booth over there. If you need prayer for anything. Uh, uh, prayer station over there. Uh, uh, Darren and Robin are ready to pray with anyone for anything. And enjoy. I want